The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and assalamu alaikum. It is 10 o'clock, Monday, 3rd of February, and you're listening to me, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning on where else? The Urban Cube, of course, on Inspire FM. Loud and bubbly this morning. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and having a wonderful start to your week. Uh, and would be wonderful to hear what your weekend was like, guys. Um, I've had a really interesting weekend, which I'm going to be sharing with you very, very shortly. But um, what I want to say to you lovely people this morning is um, the show is all about creative conversations. And we love hearing from you guys as well um so if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations on the show um really look forward to your interactions it's 07779481822 now the urban cube is going out live and direct to the lovely people of luton and surrounding areas and also Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. Peterborough, we have um, Salam Radio and on Sheffield, it's uh, Link FM. The repeat of the show is 8pm this evening and we're also Facebook Live. So you can catch the conversation visually on Facebook and you can actually see who's in the studio with me this morning. She's waving to the camera. She's one of our local, local celebrities. Um, Whatever. Whatever. She's a social activist, a poet, a social worker, mum of three, and she's going to be talking to us about some events that she's participating in this morning too. And also we're going to be hearing some live poetry. It's no other than the very fabulous Hasna Weaver. Assalamu alaikum. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. We had a productive weekend, didn't we? Oh, we have. I'm going to be talking <laughs> about that productive weekend very, very shortly. Now, Hasna is in the studio with me live this morning, and on the show today, we're going to be talking about uh, mental health because that is the theme of um, the conversation on the show this morning because I'm not just joined by Hasna um, talking to me about mental health and the projects that she's involved in because she's using art and poetry to engage audiences with mental health which is something that is quite significant um, everywhere across the whole or loads of communities yeah, across definitely. the country across the world um, and even more so uh, we're relating to some of the topics that we're going to be talking about but I'm going to hold the fort just there and introduce another guest that's going to be joining us over the phone this morning is no other than the absolutely fantastic Amina Khayam. She has been a guest on the show on previous occasions and Amina is using physical theatre and Kathak to actually engage and explore stories around mental health based in Luton. Yes, stories from Luton. And she's using her skill in physical theatre to kind of share those stories in a production called The Hum in My Heart. The Hum in My Heart, which is actually showcasing at the Hat Factory next week on the 13th and 14th of uh, February. And we're going to be finding out what, why 
Amina has come to Luton and why she's using physical theatre to work around and explore these stories um, and and feelings and emotions around mental health and how she's using physical theatre to do that as well. So that will be after 11 o'clock. As always, we invite you guys um, to come and join us on the show via WhatsApp messages or messages and also on the Facebook Live because Facebook is open for comments so do send us some duas as well and your thoughts on the actual show now um what day is it today guys it is a national carrot cake day oh i love carrot cake you feeling the vibe yeah carrot cake but it has to be uh, moist because sometimes you get carrot cake and it's, it's too dry, dry yeah and it's just like no but yeah i do like carrot cake Carrot cake is definitely my. It is just I, I like the any, ones. Yeah. I, I anything with carrot in. I like gajarella. I don't like gajarella. Do you not? No, no, it's not a Bengali thing really. It's more of a Pakistani thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I don't particularly like it, but I do like carrot cake. So that that I mean, do you like carrot cake, guys? Would love to find out from you or um or gajarella. Mm. You know, what's your favourite? Are there any other kind of vegetables that um? sit nicely in cake you can you can actually get beetroot Vel- velvet cakes made out of beetroot right i don't know is that correct i read somewhere that velvet cake has beetroot in it I and know. i also like pumpkin halva have you ever had pumpkin halva no, that doesn't sound very nice to be honest no no <laughs> not to me anyway <laughs> it is it's actually quite sweet <clears throat> any other unusual recipes sweet desserts made out of vegetables or anything quite unusual would love to find out from you um the other day i had i've not had baklava with ice cream no that's nice that is nice it mm. kind of works really really nicely together any unusual ice cream flavors you've ever had um well it's not unusual but chili and chocolate chili and chocolate that works a treat yeah, but it's not unusual. I think yeah. it's, people know about it now. It's not. It's quite common now. You know, it's and I like I like um, anything with mango in it. Oh, okay. Anything, chocolate, um, cake, any kind of desserts. You can get mango shampoo. Yeah, I have tried mango shampoo and shower gel. Okay, so Love it. yeah, this yeah. it's uh, fruit everywhere, <laughs> fruit everywhere, guys. Uh, this is the Urban Cube. It's not a cooking show, no. but we would love <laughs> you to get involved with the conversations we're having. Um, we've been talking about National Carrot Cake Day. Um, uh, carrot cake for breakfast. Does it, you know, does it take your fancy? And I'm asking you the most unusual kind of uh, flavoring that you've experienced. Have you or oh, vegetables that you've experienced in a dessert? folks how it, it you know it'd be quite interesting um, to hear what people have got to say regarding that oh seven 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 nine four eight one eight two two is the number uh, pump not pumpkin you know the white the green one with the green skin what's that called and it's courgette no 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 no, no. <laughs> it's a bengali pumpkin? it's a bengali thing right okay and it's a long thing and i can't remember what it's called now and you you usually you can put it in curry but some people make dessert with it as well oh does anybody know what that is? I forgot the name of it. I'm Folks, to think tell me, tell me. Um, I read somewhere, you're going to, this is going to be really bizarre. Biryani flavoured ice cream. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't go there. 
No, no, no. Biryani flavored ice cream. I mean, you know, biryani is kind of the epitome of of a national dish for many people. Um, lots of people are just like totally loving it. Yeah, yeah but I, I'm not a massive big fan. I like my pilau. Same. Yeah. I prefer it. I don't like the fact that with biryani, right, you get bits of meat and then the rice is kind of plain and then it doesn't always mix properly. Right. That's what I don't like about it. I have an issue with that. Okay. For me, when I make uh, like pilau rice uh-huh. and I put meat in it, it all mixes together nicely, blends together all the flavours. So I prefer that to biryani. I'm, I'm not really... Yeah, biryani big... ice cream, guys. No. Are you vibing with that? <laughs> if you're a big biryani fan... You know, are you vibing it? I mean, which which part of Pakistan or India makes the best biryani? Would like like to find out. I think it could be biryani wars on on, on the show this morning. Um, I just like pilau, pilau, just you know, pilau the way my mother makes it, very quite light, fluffy, and lots of um, the masala in it, and it's just so. I think that's quite a traditional Kashmiri um, yeah, well, dish. We with Bangladesh, we don't do biryani at all. As I said, we uh-huh. do pilau, where we have it. Either you have um, just plain, you have something, some vegetables in it, or you have uh, meat or chicken. Right. That's how we do it. And for me, like biryani has been the last couple of years, I've kind of got to know more about it, yeah. but I've never been a massive big fan. But there are some me people that are just kind of obsessed they get quite competitive yeah. <laughs> um and it's interesting because the biryani i've no uh, i've seen in in pictures on in social media where dum biryani has like a um a bread layer on top i've never seen to that. conceal the flavors and to really nurture and allow the aroma of the um the masala to kind that's of that's interesting because when to i cover the rice uh, more pilau, i uh, just before i'm finishing i put uh, foil over yes. the top and then put the lid on mm. and that's again that's a, I guess that's a similar kind of concept it cooks through properly but it also it lets the flavours um, cook through yeah, to the rice and it kind of makes the, the aroma and all the flavouring just really seep through yeah. the rice uh, yeah. effectively I'm getting a little bit hungry if anybody wants to bring some over to, you know, we can do a taste tester this morning. Definitely. It starts off with carrot cake because it's national carrot cake and now we're talking biryani the dumb in the biryani yeah. that's what we're talking about but it's biryani versus pilau um where where does it fall for you guys uh, are you uh, is it uh, are you are you biryani fan or are you a pilau fan um do tell us on catch up with us on 07779481822 the show is the urban cube and uh you're listening to Shamiza. the time is 10 minutes past 10 exactly monday 3rd of february and i'm joined by the very awesome hasna weaver this morning live in the studio to keep me company to go over some of the current news stories and to share share her thoughts um around mental health because luton as of um the last couple of months, we've seen a real exploration of physical theatre, spoken word and um, productions that are working around the theme of mental health. Now, this is something that we're continuing on the show and we will continue to do so because it is something that is very dear to me. um, And it's also a subject matter that I think more discussion needs to be had um, and spoken more about because it is something that is really, really impacting um, cross generation. And, um, and I don't think there is enough conversations 
around it. Um, so, uh, so this is, and it's good to talk, folks. It's good to talk. So, this is today's show is exploring how we're using um, physical theatre and spoken word to kind of share the stories around mental health. This morning, the guest on the show after eleven o'clock is no other than Amina Khayam. Um, she is the founder of the Amina Khayam Dance Company, and she is using physical theatre and Kathak to actually share stories that are from the heart of Luton called a production called The Hum in My Heart which is showcasing at the Hat Factory and which will be celebrating on Thursday 13th um, in the evening and Wednesday in the day the 12th of February um, a variety of different pieces of art theatre music showcasing these stories that have come from um, Luton and it's a real it's a real compelling exploration of mental health through physical theatre. Um, so we'll be finding out, uh, finding out from Amina more about that after 11 o'clock. Um, on the show today, as always, we invite you to join in with any of the conversations. We, try, like, we like to keep it a little bit eclectic, a little bit light, a little bit crazy, a little bit zany. That's what the Urban Cube is all about. Yeah, it's definitely. about to motivate you through your week um, and also kind of give you food for thought. And food for thought, it's, it's National Carrot Day, Carrot Cake Day. Um, so... Uh, and we're asking you, carrot cake. If anybody wants to bring some carrot cake, we'll taste that as oh, well. Oh, totally, totally. Because Amina's, um, sorry, Hasna's got her cup of tea and we need a bit of cake with tea, right? Yeah, definitely. Cake with tea. Very nice. And we're asking you also, has um, vegetables in cake um, or dessert, what's the most interesting concoction you've created or you've tasted would love to find out from you um talking about vegetables um i'm going to move on to natural natural remedies and the reason why i'm wanting to talk about natural remedies unfortunately my little boy um was involved with um he had an injury and he has to, on his foot and recently he's had to have the bandages changed and the dressing um, new dressing and the nurse actually applied manuka honey on the in- injury yeah. and I was like wow this is really quite interesting because it's the NHS they're using a natural natural remedy on his foot to kind of get rid of the dead skin which mm-hmm. had kind of accumulated around the wound and i just thought that was absolutely fabulous so i'm um so it really intrigued me and this is something else i kind of want to ask you guys but i also um any natural remedies i mean i'm feeling quite chesty i'm feeling a little bit run down i don't want to be popping pills I'd like to take something quite natural to kind of ease the congestions. But I do also want to um, say that anything that's mentioned on this show, please get medical advice. We are not um, medical professionals. This is our thoughts, my guest thoughts, and even the listeners' thoughts as well. Please always go to a professional, a doctor, um, to get the correct advice regarding um, your treatment or your ailment, please. Um, um, here we're having a bit of a banter, so it's uh, it's it's not it's not medical advice. That's my disclaimer over. And back to Hasna. Um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling quite chesty, and I you know manuka honey. I've heard so much about it. Yeah. So what you do? You boil some water uh-huh. uh, in a bowl, a couple of drops of eucalyptus uh, essential oil, uh-huh. uh, and possibly a couple of drops of tea tree. Uh, put your head over the bowl and cover mm. it with um, 
a towel right. and just breathe in the, the steam. That mm. should help clear your chest. That's nice. I like saying um, that. And one of the things that we always neglect is vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, the vitamin D is something that we don't get enough of in this country. And you'll find a lot of children and adults are actually deficient in vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And that's because we don't get enough sun here. So we should be taking vitamin D throughout the year. It's it's just a vitamin tablet. Okay. Um, uh, um, and as always, guys, and that's, do get... That's with energy energy um disclaimer once again any medical advice given on this show please um see a professional um but accordingly now you're very passionate about natural things aren't you natural products and why is that hasna um well i started my own business uh Mm -hmm. just under three years ago and it's a very small home business Mm -hmm. i'm not very big um but i love i'm passionate about it so i i love the uh, results that people see from mm. using these products. So I make things like face cream, mm. um, body butter, lip balm, uh, face wash, and it's all um, natural ingredients. There's no alcohol, there's no additives, there's no chemicals. Um, it's just made with just oils that are created by Allah. So you can't go wrong, really. And one of the things that I do use is is honey in my eczema cream mm. uh, because honey is known for its... Um, Stringent, uh, antiseptic. Yep. Uh, and also healing properties mm. as well. Mm. And it comes from bees, you know. It's, it's just... Uh, and you can actually use the wax. And I use the honey mm. wax in the face cream because it creates a barrier, mm. a natural barrier. So it protects your skin, but it also lets your skin breathe. So, I mean, honey is, is mentioned um, quite a lot in the prophetic tradition. Mm. Um, to, and you, you, you can eat it as well, obviously. And mm. if you, uh, it's supposed to contain um, cures for anything except death. It's one of those, yeah. That's how powerful it is. Yeah, so wow. you, you basically, but you have to, to get the pure stuff, mm-hmm. not, um, you know, not the ones that we get in Tesco's or any other shop. Because that's made probably from a lot of sugar, right? Um, so you, if you get the pure stuff, you have it. What you have one spoon it on mm. an empty stomach in the morning, or you can add it to warm water and drink that, and um, it will help clear your system. Uh, and that's what that's what you're supposed to do um, every morning. And it's fascinating how so many of these prophetic foods sunnah foods yeah have you mentioned in the quran yeah and and we're seeing more and more drive towards them it the is western becoming world a trend now mm. but you know um eastern uh countries and traditions is, is, it's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years where that's all they've used is the natural mm. remedies mm. and um I, I think that the reason why these other chemicals were created because it was cheaper mm-hmm. to create them and the pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money from them. That's my view. Ah, so I th- mean. This is Hasna's <laughs> view, but it's quite intriguing. And I don't know whether folks listening in may, ag- may agree or disagree with, but uh, you know what? Um, ailments um, are money-making. Money-making. There for, are some. For, yeah. For, for Apparently, this is a conspiracy theory. Um, there, are, there are cures for cancer, but it won't be revealed because cancer makes money. And this is the unfortunate... Uh, 
It's a reality what? of our of our um, world. Yeah, I, it is one of the realities. But there are alternatives, and yes, going and back to natural use. natural um, produce, which does not have side effects. Well, I've had I've heard I've read um, articles on um, carrot juice. Mm-hmm. That, that, that you know there are people that have just used carrot juice and a change of diet to treat cancer, and they've actually successfully mm-hmm. um, been able to beat cancer. Um, and some other people use, um, there's another fruit, and I forgot the name. Um, and again, it's, I think it's called custard fruit or something. Yeah, custard apple. That's the one. Yeah. And they've used that as a treatment for cancer, and it's actually worked for them. Worked for them. Um, but as always, disclaimer, guys, and please every, get uh, yeah, advice. Yeah, not every remedy will work for everyone. No, it won't work for everybody. Do also get professional advice and do your own research as well, guys. Um, we are just presenting our opinions, but they're not the yeah, opinions of... the things of, that we've read. Yeah, they're yeah. not the opinions of the actual radio station itself. So, um, as always, um, do take responsibility for your health. Of course, of course. Do also um, get professional medical advice. Now, um, the show that you're listening to is The Urban Cube with myself, uh, Shemiza, and the wonderful Hasna. On today's show, we are exploring um, art and mental health and the way we can use art to kind of um, narrate uh, stories around and explore stories around mental health. Um, Amina Khayam is going to be joining us at uh, 11 o'clock over the phone to talk about a production called The Hum in My Heart, a Luton story, which is showcasing at the Hat Factory on the 12th and 13th of February. And the whole, um, the exciting element of this show is the fact that she's actually using physical theatre um, and uh, Kathak uh, for a compelling exploration of mental health. And there are four different stories in four different places, each developed from the local, local as being Luton, um, to share those stories. So she'll be talking to us a little bit more about that. Lots going on around Luton, Hasna. It seems to be your, you've been it. involved with a lot <laughs> of the art scene in Luton at the moment. I've always been creative and I've not had the opportunity to explore my creative mm-hmm. side because um, I, first of all, I became a mother quite young and then um, I started doing social work and I do love social work because it is working with people mm-hmm. and um, you have to be quite creative as a social worker. But recently... Um, I've been asked to uh, join in with lots of uh, the, the projects that have been happening. And um, I, I've written poetry since I was about mm-hmm. 14, mm-hmm. I would say, but never really shared anything. Right. Just, just, you know, had it in my, had it in books and, and things. And, and I've still got those, I've still got this book from when I was 14, when, I, when I'd, yeah, I'd written wow. poems. Um, and I only write when I feel, um, and I only write about things that I'm really mm-hmm. um, uh, passionate about. And uh, one of these things is mental health, simply because um, I uh, I actually uh, suffered from mental health myself, um, and that's that's been ongoing for a long time. Um, I was diagnosed about 15 years ago uh, with um, clinical depression, um, but I think due to childhood trauma um, and, and and having trauma throughout my adult life, I've I've I probably uh, had mental health issues from from a teenage teenager but it was never diagnosed because mm. nobody really talked about it nobody really looked for the signs um and if you were quiet and 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 you know withdrawn you were just a quiet person mm. not necessarily that you know you had things that you wanted or needed to explore or talk about 
So for me, being involved in these projects has been um, liberating. It has been um, healing in many ways. Mm -hmm. Because for me, if um, I've written a poem and people can actually connect with that and it, help, it makes them feel something, that's enough, mm. even if it's just one person. Um, but usually people come uh, come up and talk to me afterwards and say, you know, that, that really resonated with me or I know exactly what you're talking about. Is How does it feel when people do come up to you after you've done the piece? Um, when I'm doing it, I feel elated, elation. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people feel nervous. Initially, I'm a little bit nervous, but... When I'm doing it, I feel elated. I feel um, I'm I'm really I feel full of energy. Mm -hmm. um, when it when people come up to me, it, um, it's humbling. Like okay, I've I've actually touched somebody. I've mm -hmm. I've actually helped somebody to think about their own issues because people don't think about it the way, especially women. And we have I was having a conversation with people yesterday with some friends yesterday. The way women deal with um, trauma and stress is that we just hold it in. Okay. And we carry it, and a lot of it goes to our shoulders or our lower back. Wow. So if you're suffering from, you know, shoulder pain and back pain, it's because there's emotional issues going on that you haven't dealt with. I suffer from a lot of shoulder pain, but I'm exploring, uh, and I have been for, for a number of years, exploring my trauma and my issues. And, and a lot of people don't. So then, then they end up with um, things like, migraines and other other because what happens is those traumas actually manifest as physical illnesses within our body you know in different parts of our body so. we are heading off to a break and after the break i'm still joined by the very wonderful hasna who will be sharing some poetry yes. with us on the show and we'll also be catching up with some of the current news stories um that are making the headlines. Um, and also, you know, we're single now, as in we are not part of the European Union, people. So I'd love to find out what your thoughts are. How's your, how's the experience been like so far for you uh, across the weekend? Um, we're going to be catching up with some experiences that, um, that I've uh, followed in the media and uh, to get your thoughts on them too as well. So we're heading off to the break. After the break, please join me with the fantastic Asna and myself, uh, Shamiza, for more creative conversations. And um, we'll also be talking a little bit more about The Hum in My Heart by the Amina Khayam Company. So join me straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and assalamu alaikum. It is Shamiza here with you, taking you all the way to 12 o'clock. Thank you for allowing me to keep you company this morning. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend and having a great start to your week this morning. Now, it's uh, the Monday. It is the Monday, first yes. Monday. <laughs> all day all day <laughs> that we are now officially on our own we are out divorced. of the eu yeah we're single people out of the eu how's, how's, it, how's it feeling for you well, the, the thing is it doesn't feel any different uh-huh which um i am sad about and the other issue is that we are divorced but we're still uh together 
because okay. nothing happens until apparently okay. December. All the laws and some of the other mm-hmm. th- things won't change until December, uh, uh, apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really know what it means. What else is it means? Oh, that's all. The, that's all. All the information I have is that mm-hmm. things won't change until December. Okay. There's still not much clarity around it. It's interesting. Um, when I spoke to you earlier this morning and I asked you about Brexit and you said, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, interesting enough, a lot of people are still confused on exactly what it is. Yeah. What does it really mean? It's we're, exi- we're exiting out of the European Union. That's what it is. So yeah, we're kind I, of I independently on our own to make all... You know what? Somebody help me here. You can help me. If you know what it is, uh, sum it up in a sentence and share it with us. I'd like to know what, the, what our listeners, yeah. how they understand it in a sentence. I've had a text from Sarah, Sarah's mum. Sarah's mum is saying, Assalamu alaikum. I've waited 30 minutes to hear about mental health issues. But all you've spoken about is the food you like. It's good to talk about food that you like. We're raising, we're uh, raising we positive did. vibes on the show to make yeah. a food. We're having, giving a food for thought, um, and I do need to also clarify that the show is a jolly show too, and we like to talk about eclectic issues from food to, I don't know, and everything and anything to mental health as well. But Sarah's mum can actually um, join in with the conversation yeah, if there's join a in particular with the conversation. If there's, you know, if, if you want to talk about mental health specifically, or per- perhaps uh, share your experience of mental health. I mean, I did, I did share a little bit about my my own experience. Yes, you did, and you did that. Um, we didn't really spend the whole half an hour. No, because we didn't. It was, I think, that's a bit of a slight exaggeration, Sarah's mum. It was sort of about ten minutes introing the show. Um, but we, the whole purpose of today's show is not, we're not professionals. Hasna is not a professional around mental health, but what we're using, um, we're, we're using today's show to talk about areas of theatre, art in the way of using mental, uh, talking about mental health, exploring those so issues. I, I think the misunderstanding is that we're not necessarily going to be spending the whole show talking about mm. mental health. However, there is a show happening at the Hat Factory mm-hmm. on Wednesday and Thursday next week which will be exploring mental health through theatre. And it's a different way of exploring mental health rather than just talking, 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 talking. Um, so I'm really interested and, I, and I'm going to be part of that show as well. You are. You're part of quite a lot of shows. <laughs> and um, I do take cake with you. You deserve cake. <laughs> Take some carrot no, no, cake. Someone should bring it for me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we want we want people to to do that. So, um, folks, the show you're listening to is the Urban Cube, and on today's show, we're talking about the way art is used to kind of explore uh, very important topics like mental health. I have Hasna in the studio this morning, who actually kindly shared her experiences of suffering from clinical depression, and then using poetry, using poetry, using writing to kind of enable and allow her to kind of share her experience and gain some respite. You also shared something very interesting from a conversation that you had with a group of sisters yesterday yeah. who are part of a um, reading uh, around theatre. Yep. And they spoke about sort of trauma being trapped in your body. Yes. And, and, and I'd never they heard were, about that before. No, that's trauma actually, actually very being common. trapped in your body if, yeah. because it's inst- you're not letting it go. That's right. Wow. So there's different ways of letting uh, trauma go. So one of them is to be able to actually talk to somebody mm. about it. Um, uh, that could be uh, a professional. Um, it could be someone that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, praying and, and, and telling uh, talking to Allah mm. about your issues. Mm. Um, medication, which, you know, some people find helpful. Um, writing. 
um, the arts generally. Mm, so you mm. could do things like writing, painting, drawing, mm. coloring, um, embroidery. Right. Uh, all of those things. It actually helps you to focus on something that you're doing with your hands and uh, concentrating with your brain rather than constantly thinking about what's, what's you know, the, the negative things in your right. life. Right. And art therapy is being actually pres- prescribed by the yeah. NHS, mm-hmm. uh, um, encouraging people to actually really take this seriously, which is... And it's uh, actually happening in Luton. Mm, and we're seeing a lot more organizations kind of well, focusing uh, on, on my, my friend Moriam Grillo she is actually running an art therapy um, session mm-hmm. in Luton at the moment but that's already f- full so if you're interested in art therapy we can pass you her details or next time it's on perhaps we can uh, mention it the next sessions when when it's on because she does a lot of art therapy with people around Luton um, and, and you in were Luton. involved in a very a very very poignant project which was around um, mental health and um, activism and it was called 16 days of activism yep. against gender violence um, on, towards women and yeah. girls I mean I'm going to hold you just for a moment there um, it was a phenomenal project um, I'm going to go back to uh, therapy and art and film is an area that a lot of people are using mm-hmm. to kind of explore mental health as well and one particular film has actually gone and won a BAFTA Academy Award is for Four Summer and if any of you recognise the title Four Summer was about Oh sorry yes I do was it the one um, where around just... Syria yes yep. I do I and do know about a that a very yes. very poignant heart-wrenching documentary about Syria and I saw the, I saw bits of it and I'm not sure if I can watch the whole thing. No, but it won an award and so congratulations yeah, to the director yes. for winning the BAFTA Academy Award for that film. So what a success story that is. And film is a wonderful way of kind of educating, mm. inspiring and getting people to to think about uh, the world beyond their space. Um, so well done for for that win and we're seeing a lot more Muslim women entering the world of art and really getting recognised for their creativity and I kind of want to bring this back to the work that you're doing now because mashallah we're seeing that the Hat Factory um, in this month Mm. and last month had four pieces four four theatre pieces that had actually women at the forefront Um, and mashallah it's, it's wonderful to see that spaces like the Hat Factory which are kind of considered very established in in the arts uh, arena across Luton, we're seeing a lot more community arts yeah. actually being showcased there, created by artists in the town, are actually um, that are Muslim yeah. and of um, you know BAME female. background and female, which is really really exciting to see for me yeah. as an art practitioner. But what about as a participant, as an audience member? Because you are also an audience member. How does that make you feel, Hasna? Um. Uh, my my instant reaction is I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I am really loving the fact that uh, women who would normally not be invited or really approached to uh, take part. Which women though? Um, uh, for me, it's uh, Muslim uh, brown women who are not seen as very um, artistic because it's kind of a niche. You know, we we only dance. You know, we only do the Bollywood stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, people see 
uh, brown women as doing just Bollywood things, you know, Bollywood dance, not necessarily, or, or the traditional Indian dance, not necessarily doing poetry, not necessarily doing storytelling, um, not necessarily um, taking part in um, other, other um, projects. But <laughs> since, um, I think it was from last year where um, Imrana, mm -hmm. Mahmoud, mm -hmm. she started a project mm -hmm. and I was involved in that. And it was mainly um, girls and women. Muslim women. Yes. Muslim women. And it was about your voices mm -hmm. and how you feel about the world around you. Yes. And our experience. Uh -huh. And and that was really interesting. But I, how do I feel? I feel um, that we are starting to be seen as um, women with a voice, with a brain um, and have something you're women with Important a voice and a brain that you've always had that it's always that's existed, what I mean but, but we uh -huh. we are now perhaps being looked at as someone who um you know can voice their opinions in a very articulate way whereas before um, I've had experience where I've been to a shop and people actually say to me would you like a bag <laughs> yeah because I'm wearing and hijab so I, I probably wow. don't speak any English wow wow don't speak any English. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, you speak very well. You speak, um, I don't know, I could describe it as the Queen's English. Now, I, that's, that's because I, I've always um, made an effort to, and I don't like the Luton accent, I don't like the Cockney accent, and I've always don't made like an effort. Don't you like the Cockney accent? Why uh, no, not, I don't, because it's very common to me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's me. Okay, that's I'm, I'm, opinion, I'm stuck guys. up. I'm just stuck up. Okay, gosh, you're going to be, um, we're going to get some messages coming in now um, regarding that. Um, I do um, accents and the Queen's English. Um, interestingly enough, a notice was put up in... Oh, gosh, um, yes. ...on a door in a, a tower block yes. in London, which yeah. was very anti-migrant... Anti, um, and that had a shocking effect, I think, across the country mm -hmm. because of the uh, how hostile, how hostile that note was, giving the impression that this is something now that is going to be an open call where people are going to be very public now with their right wing well, they have views. Been since uh, since the, the the all the discussions about um, immigration and mm -hmm. all the discussions about uh, leaving the EU, people have been saying to other people, mm -hmm. oh, you can leave now, or are you going back home? Mm -hmm. um, when are you actually going back? And things like that. Um, and more that's, that's more for a lot of European people who are working you know, for the NHS especially. Mm -hmm. They've had a lot of that, and a lot of uh, European people who work mm -hmm. for the care system. So mm -hmm. what are we gonna do if, we, if they're not, no longer working here in, in England, who's going to actually fill those jobs? I gave a hug to my nurse yes, at the weekend who actually happens to be from Romania and she's been in the country for 17 years working so passionately yeah. and she has really enjoyed her job. She's really enjoyed working for the NHS and it, it felt quite, I felt um, quite sad seeing her but really happy as yeah. well it was real mixed emotions I ended up hugging her because the care and love she showed my son yeah. was tremendous and well, she really went out of her way and yeah. you'd think she'd be angry and annoyed but she was uh, like you know this has happened and I'm yeah. not going to be here very long but she wasn't she was very caring very mm. considerate did her job very professionally um, and it'd be quite nice to hear 
folks' opinions and thoughts. Well, really. my dad was in hospital uh, about two weeks ago. Um, he had a heart attack. And one of the nurses that was um, in charge of that ward, um, she was European. But she was so lovely to every single man mm-hmm. in that ward. And she looked like a model. So she could literally be a model if she wanted to. But she chose to be a nurse. She had blonde hair. She had really nice lips, really nice skin. And she had her full makeup on as well um, while she was doing this job. But she spoke to everybody. And she even spoke to uh, some of the, you know, the um, patients um mm-hmm the relatives as well but she's she you know she kept saying hello how and she had a really upbeat um persona persona which i thought was amazing you know and a lot of you'll find a lot of people when they're in hospital like nurses that sometimes they can be quite grumpy because because they've been long hours. long hours long hours but yeah they put the effort in and i it makes me feel sad that if if those people have to go back or uh, apparently it's, it's only going to be a six months contract okay and then they have to renew their contract. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who's going to want to do that? Who's going to be leaving their home with their children, going to another country, and then they get a six months contract, and they don't know if they're going to be staying longer than six months. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. uproot your whole family for that. It doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's all very, very intriguing. Uh, agriculture as well. Mm-hmm. It's mostly European men that help with the farmers. Okay. Now, I don't have um, statistics or research in front of me, so I'm just taking... Uh, I've, I've read articles, you read articles and, and, and about seen um, you know, documentaries about it. That's, that's what I'm going off. Uh-huh. Um, coming back to the article that we t- talked about, so the racist poster that was placed on a door in a tower of flat, a block of flats has had um, a very interesting response because we've had the tenants of that tower gather to protest against the poster, which was so nice to see. And dozens of people turned up to the tower, which was in Win- um, Norwich on the Sunday to stand up against the racism. And they basically united with a single message saying, not in our name. Um, and this is just so wonderful to see because you they, there is there is this kind of fear now that the country which is going to be further divided and this is going to be impacting a lot of the mental health of our you know um, migrant community mm. as well as the Muslim community and as well as you know the the non-white community mm. living in um, the country. Well, some a lot of Europeans are not non-white, though, are they? But I've mentioned everybody. Yeah. I'm talking about lots of people who are not English. It actually reminds me that that conjured up the um, image of uh, when people used to have signs: um, "No blacks, no mm. Irish, and no dogs." And they used Horrific. To, they used to just literally, it's very blatant. Very, very blatant. And that's the unfortunate thing. That's because it's the that's great, image that is conjured up in my this head. This is the great fear for many people that they will feel it's an open call to be racist. And there's no, um, there isn't, who is there going, who is there now going to stop this and tell people this is incorrect. But I feel the one thing that we need to kind of um, understand and appreciate there will be many races, but there will be lots of people who are quite together as a community mm-hmm. and who will stand up. To this racism and this is a wonderful example here at the the tower block where there's an image of 
members of that tower block have come out. Mm. They're holding hands around mm. the whole of the tower block. These are residents in that tower block mm. who've come out and said they're standing up against this poster. They're standing up against racism. Mm. They're standing together as a community. And it's an absolute beautiful thing to see. And it's really quite... Um, wonderful to see and it gives me um makes me feel content there are so many good people out there yeah, as there well and that you know passionate about their diverse community and passionate about um and and just living a harmonious life and living together in mm. all the different faith communities if um, everyone was the same it'd be really boring oh extremely and i, <laughs> extremely. I, I get bored really easily yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a beautiful poster of an elderly gentleman. It says, let love unify us, not hate dividers, and that, um, which was wonderful. And uh, Poppy Rose, a 62-year-old tenant of the tower, said, we are not a racist community here. We are caring one, and this is showing that nobody deserves to be mistreated. I hope the person who made the poster has seen this demonstration and has now seen the error of his or her ways, although I very much doubt that. That's what I she gonna, says. I was, I was thinking that. And it may, intrigued me because they spoke about you need to be speaking the Queen's English. Who actually speaks the Queen's English? And the grammar in that poster was really, really something to um, oh, to laugh at. But hey, moving on from that, that was just a story at the weekend that I just thought I'd share. Another story, which I think is a little bit more lighthearted, but mm-hmm. which you can relate to because you are a mother of three children, mashallah. Um, a, an article suggesting that school ch- children should go to school at the age of seven I rather than five. I am absolutely 100% behind that. Mm-hmm. However, the, I'm sure that uh, it's, it's Finland, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That uh, in Finland, there are systems in place for children to be occupied um, before the age of seven but we don't have that system in England where you can take your children to certain places mm-hmm. um, and it's not it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg mm-hmm. because a little trip could cost you between just just for like Dumperina for example mm-hmm. between so that's 10 pounds for the child and then what about the drinks and the crisps and everything else that mm-hmm. they want 15 pounds minimum that's a lot of money for if you're not working or if you're if you're on benefits but yeah i am 100 percent for the idea if i had the choice i would actually i have got a, a six-year-old i would actually um keep him at home until he was seven and it's actually in line with the islamic mm-hmm. um uh teaching that for the first seven years play with your children right. then for the next seven years um teach them mm-hmm. then after that befriend them mm-hmm. after that let them let them you know find their own path right and so i love that idea i just want my kids to be at school <laughs> But, but it would be no, okay. No. They would have other things to do. Of course, if of course. Sift, if there are certain systems in place, yes. they wouldn't be at home getting bored. No, no. I know. I agree. And it's an interesting take on it. I think Finland seems to be doing a lot of things correctly. And their education system is amazing. Mm, mm. And Second to none. And it's really, really... And they and they focus a lot on um, nature as well and getting children yeah, out I love and that. about. I love the idea of that. You know, and that's great for mental health and it's great for children because unfortunately what Development we're seeing, as well. we're seeing um, a society we where are. our younger generation are actually cooped up indoors But they're suffering a, a, from mental health as mm-hmm. well. Uh, unprecedented, unprecedented numbers of children mm-hmm. suffering. Children, children, not yeah. adults. Two-year-olds. There's been reports suggesting two-year-olds are impacted by mental health and because when they were when they were when mum was pregnant there was probably stuff going on which they pick up ah that's a, a, 
uh, it's also they're connecting it with social media and like the the iPads and the oh, use of technology that they're spending far too long in yeah. front of a screen and less um, communicating, interacting and developing those those skills. Yeah, so uh, it's it's uh, it's a really really sad sad time mm. to kind and and a sad sad way of like looking at where this fu- the future of the next generation is heading but uh, there is also we you know we're talking about it we're discussing it yeah. so there are alternative ways we can kind of i think it's down to parenting we can't blame the children it is no, us as parents can't. and we i definitely and can't. i will admit myself that you know what i've not been the perfect parent none of us are mm. but you know it's the the point is that we are aware mm. that there are certain things that we need to change and there are certain things that we need to give to our children now um Hasna, you are here with me to kind of share some poetry. We are going to be heading to the break in the next couple of minutes or so. So I wanted to ask you, do you yeah. have a poem that you'd like yes, to share? And will it fit in before we head for the break? Uh, how many sounds? <laughs> Have we got about three, three minutes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this one is called Broken. Okay. Thank you. You might see me out and about, the heart, soul and source of the party, smiling from year to year, posing for that perfect picture. But behind it all is a woman broken, trying to carry on, not wishing to let anyone down, carrying the burden of many. Hoping respite will come, beseeching Allah to rescue me, face on the floor, tears wetting the ground, heart filled with despair, begging for his mercy. He is the source, he is eternity. My eyes burn, but sleep avoids me, my heart beats, but I am dead inside. My mouth smiles, but I am deeply sad. My legs walk, but I am a robot. I sleep all day, yet I am exhausted. I am a slave to my mood. The dark shadow covers me, enslaves me, dictates my actions and inactions. I no longer have free will. My mood is the master. I have to do its bidding. My shoulders are in pain from carrying the weight of everyone around me. I am tired. Please, just let me be. What a poignant piece. Thank you for sharing that. Um, That was Hasna Weaver sharing a piece around mental health called... Broken. Broken. Thank you so very much. Um, Hasna, that piece that just took me on a bit of a journey, um, I'm assuming it's about your journey mm-hmm. and um, what what is it that made you put those words onto paper? Um, at different times I mean uh, uh, with any mental health you have your uh, time when you're feeling okay and you have your dips mm. and when I get my dips or my um, what I call them episodes mm-hmm. um, I have very deep and dark feelings as well as um, feeling just like I can't carry on anymore so I, I write those words down because I, I, I just as a person, I reflect a lot mm. on my life, on how I'm feeling. It's just something that I do normally. And sometimes it's not it's not in one go. I will just write down whatever mm. I'm feeling at the moment mm. and then um, I'll look back on it and then I'll put it all together. I'll, I'll just put it all together. And it is about women. As women, as we said before, we do carry a lot 
for others. So we carry our children. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to carry our parents. Sometimes we, you know, carrying a friend who's having going through difficulties. You know, sometimes we carry our siblings. And, and when I say carry, it doesn't it's not physical carry, but there is a physical pain associated mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes we may have to carry our husbands if we are married. There's a lot of carrying. That's what I mean. Mm, and sometimes you just say, oh, please, just leave me alone. Just just let me be, let me be myself. And I do that anyway. What I tend to do is, you know, do other things that mm. has, isn't associated with any, any of those things, like the poetry, like art therapy and things like that. And have you found that as now an outlet to allow you to be you? I am really... Um, I feel so blessed because I meet women of different backgrounds mm. um, and I'm just healing mm. gradually. That's a beautiful way of putting it, you're healing. Um, it is a slow process, but it's Very. a process that you're managing and you're in control of. And I'm trying it? different things as well. And that's I like that, the fact that you're trying different things. It's always good to try yeah. different things. And we're going to be talking about trying different things and hearing different ways of um, expression through the arts. And with my guest Amina straight after this, we are heading off to a break and we're going to be talking about the hum in my heart straight after this. So please don't go away. Join me after the break. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. This is Shamiza um, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on the Urban Cube show. It is 11 o'clock, uh, Monday 3rd of February, and you're listening to Inspire FM. Now, on the show today, I've had the pleasure of being joined by um, social worker, mother, social activist, um, entrepreneur, and also poet, no other than Hasna Weaver on the show this morning, who's been very, very, very giving in sharing her journey of clinical depression and the way she's using art to kind of enable her to deal with her, her thoughts her feelings and her mood. Um, it's an absolute pleasure having you joining me on the show this morning, Hasna. And thank you so much for being so open and honest. It's and that poet, it's very recent, poem, to be honest, the, that mm -hmm. I've I've shared my okay. um, uh, depression with people. Um, where's my thing? Okay. And recently, just what the how Since recent? Since my son passed away, which was about three years ago. So sorry to hear that. Um, it's it's like um, when people ask me about, but uh, you know about him, and I, and I and I explained to them that this is how I feel. Um, they kind of get it now, whereas before they wouldn't really get that I was depressed because I was perfectly capable of holding down a job um, and uh, doing everything else that I was doing. You know, like mm. the the it being involved in the community, which I've always been involved in. Mm. So when you see me, you wouldn't know that. Um, and, and that's well, that's with a lot of professionals. They do suffer from mental health issues because of the stress of mm. being in a certain job. And um, I look back now and social work is probably um, something that I found healing because by helping others, you heal yourself. Mm -hmm. 
by giving, you receive. So um, I'm, I am open to sharing uh, my mental health with people now than I was in the past. And perhaps that's also because I was, I'm not working at the moment. So I, I maybe I would, I would have felt too exposed if I was sharing that with, with people and my clients found out about it. I might go back to social work, I don't know. So since my son passed away, I haven't really worked. And how has that journey been for you in developing you and uh, as a person? Um, have you seen another side to your growth, can I say? It, have yeah, you grown as most a person? Def- most definitely I have grown as a person. Um, I've always been reflective, but I tend to reflect a lot more. I write a lot more. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to write as much. Um, and I would say that I, I've, I've grown deeper in terms of it being able to let myself feel more because mm-hmm. a lot of my defense mechanism is to say, oh, I don't feel anything. Oh, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But I do care and I am sensitive and I do feel. Uh, but I, as, as many people do, they put up a front to protect mm. themselves. And I do I do put up a front most of the time. Because looking at you, mashallah, you're radiant. Um, you have such a effervescent personality. And you would never think that that's the, you, that's the point. you have been through those tremendous journeys that you've experienced. The loss of your son, which is the most person, uh, most difficult thing. I'm, I'm still dealing with that. Right. You know, some days uh, are, are, are really, really bad, and, mm-hmm. uh, and other days I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm still that I'm still on that journey because it's only been three years. So, and it was very sudden and it, unexpected. And when it's unexpected and sudden, the shock could last for such such mm-hmm. a long time. We spoke um, in the break, and you mentioned that there are so many different ways of dealing with depression. You don't yep. necessarily have to just take medication. But you, medication is good. Mm-hmm, it does help. It does help. And as I've said previously, please do contact your doctor or a professional practitioner to give you the right advice. For this, you. For you. Yep. For you. This mm-hmm. is Hasna's experience. Now, Hasna, you mentioned about other options apart from just yes. medication. Exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I There was a time when I was a member of the gym and that worked for me. Now I'm not, I don't feel like right now I don't feel like joining the gym so I won't but I do try and walk um, I have a car but it's, it's so it's very good for your mental health because mm-hmm. you're exercising you're seeing nature and the best place to walk is is parks and and mm-hmm. green areas it's not that great now because of the muddy mm-hmm. but just just put some you know uh, wellingtons on um, I also uh, take vitamins uh, uh, fish oil is very good for the brain and brain activity and memory, because that's one of the things that you tend to lose when you're depressed. You know, your mm. memory goes goes mush. I read that somewhere that those people with people struggling with depression or anxiety yeah. do yeah. have memory loss, yeah. which is really quite outstanding yeah. um, to read. It's quite oh, and that's because you know the trauma that you went through, the mm. way the way you, your brain protected. Uh, so the way that my brain protected me was to forget some of those things mm. and completely bury it somewhere. And um, that's why it, st- it still does that now, that it, if, if something is not very significant, mm-hmm. it will just bury it and it will, it's like it's never happened. Mm-hmm. Happening is the key to my next guest's work. She is bringing stories to life. 
through physical theatre and Gathuk. Now, these stories that she's projecting are around mental health and mental health in Luton. These are stories um, that are coming from the heart of our town and are being shared and showcased at a very exciting, interesting and poignant event happening at the Hat Factory called The Hum in My Heart. Now, The Hum in My Heart, Luton Story, is being showcased at the Hat Factory on the 12th and 13th of February. Wednesday and Thursday next week. Next week. Thank you, (laughs) Hasna. Um, And uh, to tell me more is the lady behind this project. She's an internationally recognised Gaddaq dancer. She's from, uh, she is the founder of Amina Hayam Dance Company. She uses physical theatre to engage these poignant stories around social justice, around um, um, gender empowerment, about around taboo subjects that we are rather fearful of maybe discussing openly in the South Asian community. But Amina Hayam is breaking that mold. She's really taking these stories and bringing them to audiences that are truly being engaged, empowered, inspired, and motivated to create change through their lives. And the topic that she's exploring is mental health that we've been discussing on the show today. And Amina is going to be talking to us um, in more depth about why She's decided to come to Luton, why she's using physical theatre and Gathuk to explore these compelling stories around mental health and um, and what to expect. Now, she, as already mentioned, she's an internationally acclaimed choreographer um, and I've had great pleasure of seeing her performances um, and I've always been blown away by them how she's able to create the intricacies of those stories and turn them into physical theater and always very very so much moving absolute pleasure to have amina on the phone line this morning um talking to us live assalamu alaikum amina Hi, welcome, Salam Shamaza. Thank you so much for having me today. So very much uh, welcome, and thank you so much uh, for being with me this morning. Because I understand uh, you you are in rehearsals, so we're catching <laughs> you straight after rehearsal. The busy, busy life of a theatre practitioner. Hey, now, my dear, yeah. you're bringing four different stories to Luton. Um, uh, you're coming back to us in Luton, and you're coming back to us next week, and it's called the Hum in My heart um amina why why is it called the hum in my heart firstly (laughs) um well depression i mean we know about depression and um it's all around us and it's hit um the mainstream media uh recently um but it's it's not a recent phenomena um hum in my heart the title hum in my heart is is about um how we look at depression because if you broke your arm, you would, you know, somebody will see that and say, okay, let's take you to doctors. But if you are depressed, nobody knows it. Mm. So it's a, it's a bit of a sound that we have from within that nobody normally um, know what to do with or how to help you with. So hence the title, Hum in My Heart. Um, but why Hum in My Heart and why Luton? Um, for, for one reason only, really, because I, I have been working with community uh, grassroots level women groups uh, over the last 10 years. And um, every 
areas or every places in the in, in UK that I visited working with the women group is the same story. It's the same kind of um, uh, anxieties, uh, depression, um, the dealings of life, uh, the cultural differences, the uh, being in the being isolated. Um, many many stories like that where I've realized that the depression has been almost like uh, engraved in, 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 in most women's lives. Um, something that we don't talk about, something that we don't express, something that we don't even know that exists um, or how to articulate. Um, and it, it come, you know, it's again and again I discovered that was what's was been underneath it all. Um, hence, I, I had to do something about that. So, and that's when I, I considered this, this project. Um, we we done the last one in Woking successfully, where we presented full production um, and inviting the community groups to come and uh, see the show, mm-hmm. um, as well as the stories that uh, I told of the people that share the stories with me. They came to see see the show as well. So we're doing similar things in, in Luton, but in Luton it's slightly different and, and slightly special because what we're doing is we are presenting two days of work where it's not just my company performing, but it's also I've invited other um, artists uh, who have similar kind of sentiment to what I do and understanding, mm-hmm. uh, invited them to come and uh, work. Uh, I work on a pieces with them and the pieces that I work with them are actually stories from Luton as we wonderfully introduced, the, uh, introduced it earlier, that I've worked with the groups, uh, lots of women groups in Luton, mm-hmm. uh, and um, luckily for me they share their, you know, stories, which is very um, uh, obviously dear to them, as well as very, um, um, I would say, inconfidentially, uh, but with their permission I'm sharing their story to the Luton audiences. Um, and each of the pieces that we will, we will present will have a story that's come out of Luton um, from the community. Story, so that's the exciting part about this. Very exciting. Mm. Stories of survival, mm. stories of moving yes, forward, absolutely. stories of yes. healing, and, yes. um, and very, very significant stories mm. uh, coming from mm. the heart of the community of Luton and are being told through um, so many different mediums of art and physical theatre. So uh, it's a, so you're scheduling your programming um, on Wednesday and Thursday. So the Wednesday is in the day. Um, That's right, yeah, on, yeah. It starts at what time and what time does this finish? It starts at 11.30 and should be finished by 2.30. And, and the reason we, we kind of um, programmed it during the day is because often when I do go to Luton, I always get told, oh, you know, if it was during the day, we would mm, come. Yeah. Because evening, you know, as we know, a lot of Asian women particularly, they can't really go out in the evening because of commitments in the families and children and so on. Okay. So we, we did um, uh, 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 during the day, during the school hours, from 11.30 to 2.30. So there will be uh, about five performances throughout that time mm-hmm. and in, in each different different rooms in, in Hack Factory. So they, they will be navigated through the building to go from one place to the other to see the performances. Ah, so somebody's actually um, going to take them yeah. to all these different spaces so they're not going to get I lost. Mean, <laughs> exactly, it's not that big. Exactly. Yeah, we, we can't have people getting lost enough. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> and I really like yeah. the fact that you've actually taken into mm-hmm. consideration the mm-hmm. the audiences in Luton and you've taken note the fact that some of the mums that would like to go to the theatre from mm-hmm. our communities and unfortunately have commitments in the evening 
and so this is daytime is a better time. Um, Hasna, you're a mum. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that make? How does that sound to you? Is this something that you think needs to be done done more often? And oh, I think yes. they're called matinees. I think definitely mm. it, there needs to be more events and more things happening during the day because uh, most mums are free from nine till about two thirty, and um, evening shows. You know, if you've got a child or three, mm. who is going to look after them? Yeah, and who's going to put them to bed mm. and give them their dinner? Because that's the time when, you know, if, especially if it's a school day, that's the time they're going to be, you know, needing mum or someone to put mm. them to bed. So that I think that's a, a fantastic idea. Um, Amina, I want to ask you, um, what audiences are you expecting to turn up to this event? Who are you reaching out to you to, to in Luton? Well, um, that's always been a, a, a crucial part of my, all the work I develop is I always have the audience in mind before I even start on the project. So um, so in this case, um, obviously, I really want to encourage the women group to come and see it, and hence we did a uh, day show so they can, they can attend, um, as well as um, young people, because depression is not something that's... Um, you know, it happens with older generation and older mm. generation because you know we have lots of changes happen in the past, like us coming and settling in UK, mm. isolation, lack of languages, lack, lack of cultural kind of uh, understanding, um, differences, and all of that stuff, and has created lots of kind of issues within, particularly women, because they're mainly homebound. Um, and as for younger generation now, I feel there is an identity crisis in terms of they have one culture they're born into and then they're living in another culture and there is also the culture and there's also the religion. So there are kind of lots of different conflicts within that. I mean, am I, as a Bangladeshi, you know, the questions are, am I Bangladeshi first or am I uh, Muslim or Hindu or Christian first? All of those things. So these are kind of been a constant battle and I think as parents also we are struggling so we're not able to kind of direct our children in the in the right direction so they're struggling as a result so so i think this mental health issues are in all communities uh, and all generations and i think my idea is to kind of engage this is where we have done an evening uh, performances where anyone and everyone can attend as well as people who are able to attend during the evening who can't be during the day because they're working perhaps so um so that that's that's kind of so overall Everybody, everybody who um, wants to know more about uh, and, or have a bit more awareness of uh, mental health, um, as well as theatre lovers, um, as well as young people and old people and also schools as well. Everybody and anybody, grab your tickets, yes. folks. But we need to find out where are these mm-hmm. tickets available from, Amina? How can people access tickets? Yes, so we can go to, uh, well, you can go in person to Hat Factory, which is on Butte Street, mm-hmm. uh, really close to the station, Luton Station. Um, also, there is a box office. Um, uh, you can go into www.culturetrust.com, or there is a telephone number, which is 01582 and, and And also, just to add, sorry, there is there are discounts available for... Uh, big groups as well as community groups really really cheap tickets so Fantastic. <laughs> so, so you need to go onto the Culture Trust um, and uh, look under the uh, the hum in my heart, Luton story, um, to find out what the ticket prices are. Now, there are two events. You've got the matinee or the early morning or early show, which is Wednesday, twelfth um, of February, from eleven thirty a.m. and it finishes at two p.m. And then on the Thursday, the evening, it starts at five thirty p.m. and finishes at seven thirty. And there are snippets of different explorations. Uh, 
Sorry? Yeah, so, sorry, Shemai. The, the, the first one does go on until about probably 9.30, quarter to 10. Ah, do you know what I've... also finishing with the comedy. Okay. Oh, wonderful, because what I've done is I've only read the first half. I didn't go over to the page. There's so much going on, Amina. (laughs) There's three pages. It's it's so much programme. Yeah, it's a full evening. Fantastic. An awesome e- evening. So, folks, um, forgive me, Amina. Let me start again. So on Thursday, the 13th... Why, why are you starting with Thursday? Because I've talked about Wednesday. I want to talk about Thursday. Okay. Can I talk about Thursday? <laughs> it's my show, Hasna. Um, Thursday the 13th evening, 5.30pm, arrival experience, and it finishes around 9 p.m. Um, there's another event as well. So loads going on, guys. You've got there's physical theatre, there's poetry, there's Kathak, there's so much. Is there uh, any dancing? Because I'm really interested in knowing that. The Kathak, sorry? There is dancing. Yeah, the, there is Kathak. And this is... And Shemaiza, if, if you let me add, um, about movement, about exercise, with mm. um, the Hasna you, yes. you were talking about earlier on, it is so important that we, when we, when we think of uh, depression or mental health, we always think of not going out, not doing mm. anything, and, you know... And, and pills, uh, obviously. And as, as much as it helps, but it also has side effects. Mm. But one thing that doesn't have any side effects other than getting better is actually physical exercise. Mm-hmm. Whether it is dance or, or taking up a sport or running, walking, swimming. Um, but I have to say dance has been proved to be one of the most beneficial exercises for mental health. Um, I believe so I that. just like to pitch that in. Thank you so very much for doing that, Amina. It is very, very important um, to gain physical activity. Even if you are not struggling with mental health, physical activity is very, very good for the mind and the body. But interestingly, I have read research that everybody has an element of mental health um, issues. You know, everybody is impacted by it. There's no, you know, some people more than others. Mm -hmm. It's It's it's, a spectrum. It's a spectrum. And Mm. which we need to kind of make people aware that, you know, anybody and everybody can be impacted by it now i'm just going to go through the program um you've got mm-hmm. hall dough it's an installation mm-hmm. loop 11 30 a.m this is wednesday then tell my and this is this is a, a piece that has been spa, inspired by the writings of Sadat hassan manto interesting yeah. Yeah. then tell me yeah. my story 11 30 a.m it's an invitation awaits you to the parlor of internationally acclaimed and doctorate storyteller Seema Anand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother monologues are also featured in this. And this is um, uh, at 12.05. And um, if you've heard of the Mother monologues, you may have done because we've been going on about it on the Urban <laughs> Cube. This is um, Amina. Thank you so very much for inviting the ladies from this project who are going to be sharing experts, not the whole piece, just tiny, tiny experts of poetry. And Hasna, who's in the studio with me today, will be performing a piece. Um, and this is around um, incidents and moments charged by the dark clouds of austerity and more, and is created by the local women. I want to ask you, Amina, why did you feel that you needed to include the Mother Monologues as part of your project here? Well, because, um, as I said, this is, this is Luton stories, Luton mm. uh, local stories, and we wanted to incorporate um, people who are working in a similar style as us, um, using the same kind of subject. And this was just perfect for me. You know, I would have liked to have the whole show performed there, but I know you're performing it in March again. So we wanted to just give the audience a little bit of a uh, glimpse of what's to come in March. So if you can, you know, come and enjoy it and 
and I'm sure it will be amazing because these are your stories, these are everybody's stories. Because with, with, with mental health, we always think we're on our own, but mm. we're never on our own. Like you said, you know, most people suffer from mental health on a different spectrum. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm so, so delighted to have you on board for this uh, with Mother's Monologue because I think it's so poignant and, and it touches the subject that I haven't touched in this whole of this event, which is uh, austerity. Mm-hmm. So it is really important that that gets told and shown and thank you for inviting the mothers to kind of share their side of the story it's the other side of the story and austerity unfortunately mm-hmm. is not going away is um it seems to it's it's it's, it's here to stay mm-hmm. unfortunately but it's these mothers sharing their journey and something that you've said that's quite significant it's like it's our stories everybody yeah. can relate mm-hmm. um, and and I'm hoping that it will encourage people to talk and open up and, and share. Now from this event, um, Amina is there going to be um, a way of people to come together to kind of, if they are struggling with mental health that you can signpost them? Is there anything um, more than just the performance side? Um, well I think, um, you know one of the things that I think I would like to get out of it is that for all the women particularly to come together and watch this and share and, and also to realize that they are not alone. Okay. Um, and, and there are other women. And how also, because whenever I, I mean, I've been doing workshopping with them and I, one of the things I have been saying to them is that, you know, once you know that somebody is suffering, then, mm. you know, how do you, how do you make sure that you help them as opposed to judge them? Mm. And this is one of the things culturally we do. We, mm. we judge each other a lot, particularly women to women. Um, and I think it's one of the main key things has come out of it, like how they also themselves acknowledge that this is something that happens quite a lot and we need to support each other instead of judging or, or pointing fingers and things like that. So I think it's a big deal and big uh, achievement in that respect. Wow. Um, so I think, uh, and also the key workers are a bit more aware of what's going on, mm. the people that, that run those community groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been having dialogues with them as well and, and how they can help and how they can also not in some ways, not molecule them with things, but encourage them and challenge them and, mm. and give them the resources and facilities to actually bring them, bring themselves up again. So not just be letting them sit in the corner uh, when they come to the session and just um, give them things that is safe. Um, but for example, I, if I may share a story with you, I mean, I was, I was there a couple of weeks ago in, in Luton uh, working with a, a group. And... Um, we were doing, um, I was so surprised how much they responded to movement and exercise and dance when I was working with this women group. And one particular woman was just sitting in the corner, not responding at all. And I just thought, maybe she, and, and it's a judgment from my side, I just thought maybe she's not happy that I'm doing movement and dance there because it's something that she does. Amina, I mean, I'm going to stop mm. you there. We're heading off to a break and I don't, ah, I okay. want you to continue this story after the break. Is that okay? okay? And the That's reason easy. why I want you to do that is because there's two other areas. Man Admi is a feature on a ma- mm. of men and mental health in your mm. piece and also Bagal Khana. I want to ask you about that piece too <laughs> and your particular piece that you're doing um, specifically okay. for this. So we're going to get you back after the break inshallah we are heading to one so that we can continue with this conversation folks we're heading to a break after the break we're going to be talking about Bagal Hana and Admi um, straight after this join me you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM 
such a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. And assalamu alaikum. This is the Urban Cube with me, Shamiza, taking all the way up to 12 o'clock on the final half an hour of the show. It's been a very poignant show this morning as we're looking at uh, the topic of mental health and using arts as a means of exploring um, the. Uh, exploring the stories, the untold stories of triumph and survival um, and experiences of mental health. Now, I've had the absolute pleasure of Hasna in the studio, who's actually shared her journey of clinical depression and how she's used theatre, arts, spoken word to kind of um, enable her to to come to terms with her mental health and also to inspire and educate those around her too. Now, another wonderful artist creative who's actually doing uh, the same, uh, is doing the same, is the wonderful Amina Hayam, who is an internationally recognised, notable artist, um, choreographer, who's part of the Amina Hayam Dance Company. She's been to Luton on a number of occasions to do some very, very significant, notable um, performance pieces around <coughs> issues of social justice, from domestic violence, and also... Um, of female empowerment and she tackles subjects that are not not t- spoken about that are considered taboo in the south asian community and she uses physical theater to do that to empower uh, those survivors of uh, who've been impacted by these uh, heinous crimes and she's using theater to kind of uh, as a tool to educate now Amina is is back to Luton again and um, she's sharing a new piece of work called The Hum in My Heart, Luton Story. Now, it's a, a two-day programme next week from Thursday, from Wednesday the 12th in the day and Thursday the 13th in the evening at the Hat Factory where she is sharing work created from uh, creatives and artists in Luton around the stories of mental health and she's using physical theatre to kind of tell this story um, in so many different forms and ways. We've got dance, we've got uh, spoken word, we've also got um, uh, her own piece itself the hum in my heart which she'll be sh- um, sharing with her company of award winning performers and world class musicians that will be happening uh, um, across this program now Amina is on uh, the line uh, with us she was with us just before the break and she was sharing with her experience of working with women in the community and and just reflecting on a story and I wanted to kind of stop her before the break so that we didn't um, so that we could hear the whole story after the break so Amina is on the line with me again assalamu alaikum Amina Ah, welcome. Thank you so very much for stay, uh, so patiently waiting. And um, Amina, you were talking to us about your experience of working with women in the community. Um, and then uh, I had to c- cut you short there. Um, yeah, so I, I was just saying, I just wanted to kind of reflect on one particular story, because what I, I did find uh, working in Luton was quite a tough um, process. Uh, because women were unwilling to express, uh, share their, their kind of stories. Um, but uh, more recently, last time when I visited, I had one 
a woman who, in, in this group, I was sharing um, exercises, movement, dance, and so on. And uh, and there was one uh, woman was sitting in the corner, not responding to what I was doing. So I kind of assumed she was not interested in dance, or she wasn't interested in joining. Um, then um, afterwards, she came up to me um, just one to one, and she said, I, "I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much." Um, and I was just really surprised because the expression, the her kind of bodily expression from our side was totally like, I'm not interested, go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to totally opposite when she came and spoke to me and said, thank you very much. And I really enjoyed that. It really made me feel good. And, and she also told me that she was suffering from uh, severe depression. So it just goes to show that, you know, and proves that what I said earlier on, you know, from from, from our side, you, you can't tell nothing. Mm. None of us can mm. tell anything how one is going through. Mm. And and it's only when you get to know them, when you engage with them, you really, you know, and if they, you know, they feel comfortable or trust you to open up to you, then they will share. Um, so it's been my uh, struggle, in a way, in Luton to get people to open up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after this experience, I'm thinking, you know, this is not necessarily always about them sharing. It's mm. about them being part of an event or part of a exercise where it is somehow healing, somehow helping them. And even for a moment, it's making them feel happy. Um, and so, that's yeah. the most important thing, isn't it? Is actually yeah. Get, yeah. getting them out um, to be, participate exactly. and just having their presence yeah. is um, is a wonderful thing. Now, the program itself, um, what's interesting is you, they the one is called um, Admi. There's a piece mm-hmm. at six thirty um, uh, to uh, seven and seven thirty p.m. on Thursday evening called Admi, and it's um, it's based around a man. Um, so, and it's really interesting that um, we've spoken about the female perspective of mental health, but we're seeing statistically that men mm-hmm. are more prone to commit suicide because of depression and mental health which is so unfortunate to read but um, alhamdulillah we're seeing more research more support coming forward more men talking about um, their mental health um, issues now man admi is also included um, and it's and it's really good to see that so what why Mm. for you amina how how did you come about Uh, that well, um, I've always kind of said, you know, in my all my work, um, previous work like domestic violence, and it's always from, you know, violence uh, from men to women. Um, but it's not always to kind of uh, say, oh, women are bad, and uh, sorry, men are bad, and they've done this to a woman, and so on. It's not always about that. It's about, you know, why things are happening as well. Why a man does certain things, behaves certain way towards a woman, What's his motivation? What's his reason? And, and it's always been in my all my work, uh, even in domestic violence cases where men were responsible for committing mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. crime. Um, so it's not to excuse him at the same time, but it's, it's also to try and understand culturally what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And so hence this piece has um, come out of such research where I, I engage with a men group, uh, younger men particularly, and, and I found out that they are, and like you said, um, very rightly that there has been um, a lot of men uh, committing suicide. Um, and so looking at that story, why that's happening and, and what are the reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is also, it's always about what I said earlier on about identity of our, we don't know where we are because we're in this culture, 
come from a different culture, languages are different, um, the culturally we're different. Uh, so all of that, young people, how are they finding, how are they getting torn between those two cultures? At home they're getting told something, outside they, they're seeing something else. Um, and what are the burden they're facing? You know, the, one of the key, key uh, things is that men always have to feel that, that they have to provide. Mm. And, and, and when they can't provide, how do they deal with that? Mm-hmm. When uh, do they like the whole thing about man up? Um, you know, how did how do you then you know live up to that man up kind of uh, thing? So it's looking at that, uh, and again from looking at from a story from Newton. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it, it is, like I said, it's, about, it's for everyone. It's, it's mm. Everyone goes through the and person, not just... I'm- I'm pleased that you've done that. I really am, because I do feel mm-hmm. that we also need to address um, through art yeah. the issues that men are experiencing, especially from the South Asian mm-hmm. community, um, because mm-hmm. I feel it's very taboo for them to kind of express how they're actually feeling as well. Um, there's another another interesting piece called mm-hmm. Bagel Khana. And, um, <laughs> and it's, a, it's a word that obviously is associated with mental health. Bagel Khana is yeah. a mental health asylum. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, what we've know we've known for um, mm-hmm. in previous decades is if you spoke about mental health, then you would be automatically being told that you need to go to a bagelhana. There was no no yeah. support um, in South Asia yeah. for any yeah. mental health issues. So you've actually one piece is called bagelhana. Um, <laughs> Uh, described without naming it, attempts a comedic routine. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that. What's this about? Yeah. Well, we wanted to kind of finish the whole event with a a comedy, stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Pagel Khanna, as you said, you know, it it has a resonance towards um, if you're, you know, if you're feeling unwell mentally, then, you know, you're mad. I mean, unfortunately, this Pagal Kana thing still very much happens in, in South Asian communities, particularly I know for a place in Bangladesh as well where um, if you are you know mentally not well, then you're put in there and they beat you like crazy to oh. get this Pagal thing out of your head. Yeah. Um, and that happens throughout South Asian countries, um, still happening in many places. Um, and this one is just looking at the, I mean, we, we sometimes have to laugh at ourselves as well, laugh at what's going mm-hmm. on as well in order to make sense of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is one way of um, looking at the whole notion of Pagal Khanna and, and, and what it means to culturally what it means mm-hmm. and, and, and looking at the funny side of it. So we, we are also uh, having to lighten up the load of what we kind of saw the whole, throughout the whole night mm-hmm. coming to this end where you... Um, Perhaps through fun joke, you are understanding what it really means as well. And apart from mm. the comedic side, we also get to mm. see the creme de la creme of the performance of the evening, which is yours, the Hum in My Heart, where you're actually performing. I think they all are. I think they all are. The whole everybody's performance during the evening will have the same impact. But thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you will be also performing yeah. the uh, the title of the production, The Hum in My Heart, um, at, at this production too. Amina, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. having you join us this morning. Thank you so very much for your time and the effort that you have instilled in our town, Luton, to kind of get the community engaged, inspired and motivated to think about mental health and share their stories, um, which is uh, yeah. applaudable. And I'm super looking forward 
forward to uh, watching and I'm sure our listeners this morning will also be looking forward to kind of attending so you need to go to Culture Trust guys go onto the website www.culturetrust.com to uh, go uh, look for The Hum in My Heart the uh, discounted tickets I believe they're on there um, to grab yourself a ticket either in the day Wednesday the 12th or for the evening um, production, which is uh, Thursday evening. Um, Amina, thank you so very much for joining us and um, really looking forward to catching this this next week. Shamaza, can I just say thank you for your continued support with this. And um, and I, I really, it really means a lot that you've invited me to the uh, video uh, today to talk about this work because it is about the other it is about the people it's about the local Lutheran people and i really hope people will come and see it um if they have any plans cancel it come and see it will be worth it um and thank you again for for your support thank you you're very very welcome that is the wonderful amina khayam speaking to us this morning about the hum in my heart which is a poignant exploration of hard-hitting stories across Luton community around mental health something for you to go and see wednesday in the day or thursday in the evening in the studio also i'm joined by the very fabulous hasna who's been very giving, very, very giving this morning is sharing, sharing the person, her own personal journey of clinical depression. She's a social- Giving is healing. Ah, oh, I like that. Giving is it healing. Is. It is. Tell us more. Well, um, giving is a part of the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He used to give gifts and he used to receive gifts mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes when he received gifts, and um, he used to actually give that away to somebody else. So when you give, um, you actually heal yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I share poetry, when I um, do my social work, mm-hmm. when I do my community activism, when I uh, make my products, um, I, I, I know that I'm giving something which will help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And in that way, uh, it will help me because even if they don't uh, make dua for me, uh, even if they don't say anything or, mm-hmm. you know, their body will appreciate it, their, their mind will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So f- for that reason, um, I love to give. And I love to receive as well. Oh, of course. We all like yeah. presents. Folks. Make sure carrot sure cake. N- Anybody? Sure, yes. Nobody's brought us any Nobody's, in. Or biryani. Or biryani. National carrot yeah. day. Biryani ice cream. We were talking about food this morning. This morning, we're... Because comedy yeah. and making people laugh mm-hmm. is all about healing too. Definitely. And this is what um, Amina was talking about. That You know what? And movement. Is a, a movement. Getting yourself in, in, um, I read an article um, a while ago about... Um, uh, the, uh, not, not sure exactly where in Africa, but in Africa, when people are depressed, the, what the West was offering was uh, counselling and talking therapy, and they actually, uh, after a while, they 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 actually said, "We don't want you here. When we're depressed, we dance and we move," oh. and that helped them more. Right, movement, getting all the um, yeah. adrenaline. That's right, and all the not, those uh, not, chemicals I mean, you know, in we, your brain. In different cultures, we work mm. in different ways. Yes. I mean, in our culture, in in as in in the Western culture, we talk about it mm. and we delve into the the root of the problem. Mm. Mm. In in other cultures, they don't. They just mm. say, "Okay, this happened. We accept it, and let's 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 try and move on. Right. Let's see what how we can heal mm. ourselves." And and one of the ways is dancing, because you know, dancing, as you say, movement creates um, an exercise. Yeah, and walking, walking, so many different ways. Um, of- massage, mm-hmm. um, vitamins, as I said earlier. Mm. Um, uh, and I also mentioned um, art, mm-hmm. as in 
coloring, drawing, mm. um, art therapy, mm. painting, mm -hmm. writing, if that's your thing. Um, what else do I like to do? Um, to, in order to help myself, I'm thinking I like to go out with friends, mm. do things that you like. You you like doing. They say it's you know women should at least once or twice a month be yeah. go go out with their girlfriends, female it's friends. It's different. Yeah, the energy is different when you're with the, your girlfriends. It's different from when you're with your partner. Mm -hmm. it, it's not uh, one is not better than the other. Mm -hmm. It's just different. And women have a certain energy about them, and we balance off each other. And, and it's good for your mental health. So you exactly. know what? Doctors are prescribing it, guys. You yeah. I heard it here, but always get medical advice from a, <laughs> a, a professional, guys. And, and again, um, going going back to medication, there's nothing wrong with medication because mm -hmm. you can take herbal medication, mm -hmm. which is available for depression, or you can take uh, things from the doctor, depending on how severe your depression okay. is. And, and again, you know, obviously... You, different spectrums. Different, different spectrums and what's whatever is right for what you. What about retail therapy? Going shopping and buying You've something. You've money for that. Okay. <laughs> I, but I, what I tend to do is I, I do eBay and I do charity shops. Okay. And I love it. I do like what you're wearing today. Um, and eBay. This, eBay? This dress is from we're eBay. We're not promoting eBay, guys. No, we're not. Oh, no, but, we're not. But a lot of my shopping is eBay, uh -huh. which basically... Colours as well are good, aren't they? Colour therapy. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, green is supposed to help you to calm. Mm -hmm. So, where, you know, have a wall in your room, in your bedroom uh -huh. or your living room. Have one wall that's green. Okay. Yellow. Yellow is supposed to, like, you know, uplift you. And that's a key colour for this season. It's a, yeah, it's a trend. I'm loving, the, I'm loving the mustardy yellowy colour. Mm -hmm. Not yellow, yellow. Uh -huh. the, the, the deeper mustard. I'm loving that. Is it called o no, okra? No, okra yellow? I think it is O-C-H-R-E. No, it's no. called mustard. All right, all right, love. All right, all right. <laughs> Talking about food and mm -hmm. mustard, mm. Um, I wanted to mention that processed food has been re recognised uh, quite significantly in research as impacting mental health, processed foods. Because it's all rubbish in there, that's why. Mm -hmm. We um, traditionally have always cooked food from scratch. Mm -hmm. And even in, in the British culture, that's always happened in the past as mm -hmm. well. You cook everything from scratch. But for some reason, we've become very lazy, mm. very um, irresponsible. We're putting rubbish in our food, you know, uh, chemicals in the food when it's being grown. But we're not doing that, though, are we? We're as purchasing a food. Nation, as a mm -hmm. nation, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. As a culture, we're doing it. We're not personally doing mm -hmm. it, but that's what's happening. So do you think going back to basics, cooking from scratch, the old I always, ways I still, are I the still best cook ways? from scratch. Wow. But I, I still have this concern that where is this where is this all coming from? But the, level, the vegetables. And affordability the, is an issue for many people, too, because like your piece that you're going to be performing is around the theme of austerity. And one thing austerity has done is impacted the way people are spending their money not having enough money to spend and food is uh, the food budget is something that's impacted by so this expensive. so how does one have a balanced meal on a very tight budget what is it that you do that I, you could share um, th there's shop shops um, around uh, everywhere where they do one pound a bowl fruit and veg okay well you've not heard of these no you're obviously too posh oh gosh Everywhere in, in Berry Park and other places, you, you are because you've not heard of these shops. I literally go wow. to these shops where they, they have like a table outside. Okay. And they have a bowl of fruit or veg for a pound. And you, you, if you buy five, you get one free. 
She's given all the tricks of the trade That's away. That's what I do. I, wow. I buy, um, so I buy from there. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, how I cook, I always add vegetable to my meat because mm-hmm. it then bulks it out and okay. makes it last longer. Okay. And same with fish. Mm-hmm. I add vegetables to the fish mm-hmm. so that it, it, you know, it lasts longer. And I'll cook in bulk and, uh, and then I'll freeze some of it as well. So, you know, there's, there's loads of these tricks that you can... Um, in order to make your food last longer. I personally think to buy... So, for example, I might spend £15, £16 on two pizzas, which will only last that just one meal. Yeah, yeah. I spend the same amount on fish and meat, and that will last me two or three days. Gosh. It's so I don't know how... I don't know why people say it's yeah. more expensive to... Because we're seeing now on social media where even news articles from mm-hmm. um, newspapers uh, are sharing like mothers who are budgeting who can feed their family for a fiver for a week and that and the techniques that they're using we're seeing a lot more mm. um i don't know how balanced that diet is but there does seem to be ways in doing it it's being a bit it's being clever yeah. really isn't it knowing yeah. where to shop how to shop maybe writing out a list um sticking to that list having a menu to, you know like supermarkets they have a section where a lot um mm. reduced price it's mm. not gone off okay it's just reduced because maybe there's one or two days left okay you can do that as well. And mm. I, I do when I go Taking to the Taking the time, time to do it, really, you isn't it? To. And people just don't seem to have the time and, to do it. And I re- very recently I read an article about uh, people who work but actually um, are, are going without food because they're, they're prioritising their bills because at least that means they have a roof over their head and they have mm-hmm. a warm place to, to mm. stay. How tragic is that? It's the reality of our times. And unfortunately, food banks, are their usage is increasing. We're seeing more food parcels going out in the, the term time. Uh, and I've used off, food off parcels, my food You've uh, used it. banks, yeah. Wow. Because I've not worked for the last three, three years. And I'm not ashamed to say I have because it's, it's helped me when the, uh. the times have been really difficult. Subhanallah, may your time get easier. Amen. Um, and and you, you've shared so much today, so relatable. Thank you so very much for being so open. Um, the experiences that you've if shared it helps today. If somebody who's listening or who, somebody who can relate, then it's it's been well worth it. I wanted to ask you, Hasna, where can we actually hear you perform? So um, I'm performing uh, next week with uh, Hum in My Heart. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some of my poetry there. And also uh, performing with Mother Monologues, um, which is uh, going to be um, in March, 6th okay. of March. Mm-hmm. That, um, but in between, there's always things that I, I do um, which are not advertised. But for me, it's not about advertising. It's about the fact that I enjoy the performances yeah. and whoever attends um, I, I, I hope that they relate to what I'm doing. Now, you're a bit of a celebrity. Your face is no, on the wall <laughs> of um, opposite St. Mary's Church. Yes. Goodness One of, one of about ever, six women. Yes, but have you ever imagined being on a mural? No. By the fabulous Amy Ricks? No, and Amy Ricks is an amazing, um, you know, artist. Mm-hmm. And she did an amazing job of, of the mural. Um, and it looks just looks fantastic. And in the night, it lights up. Illuminated. Yeah. A little star. Um, <laughs> the Mother Monologues. Why did you get involved, Hasna? How's that process been for you? Um, again, I've loved uh, meeting uh, the women who are involved in it. I loved listening to their stories. Um, every story is relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so not for me, but other women who hear the stories uh, can relate to it. So, you know, my story is about uh, my son passing away and how during that time I couldn't work and I'm still not working, but people were demanding that I pay the bills. Mm. And um, people were, weren't, 
really very compassionate about how things were for mm-hmm. me. That forget about bills. I mean, I couldn't even get up and get out of bed. Wow. You know, so mm-hmm. that that for me was a story that I needed to tell. And uh, that there are other ladies talking about disability, about caring for the elderly parents, um, about um, not having enough food to eat about food banks so there's lots of different stories mm-hmm. and for me the, the reason I wanted to get involved is because um, these are stories that need to be told and austerity is something that's good that has been with us for a number of years mm-hmm. and it seems to me that it's going to stay with us for a for a long time. How can people access tickets to get to to watch the mother monologues? Um, it's going to be performed at the Hat Factory so the best place to um, go is the Hat Factory either you can go there physically or you can go on their, their website and it's called the Cultural Trust Yeah, the Culture Trust so go do g- grab those tickets if you've liked what you've heard on this morning's show and you want to see um, Hasna in action you get the opportunity to see her at the Hum in My Heart production um, where she's doing an expert, a tiny, tiny glimpse of a piece that will be showcased um, in its full form at the Mother Monologues. Um, Life Happens, Coffee Helps at um, the Hat Factory. We are heading now to the end of the show. It's been absolutely tremendous having you joining us this morning, Hasna. May you As co- always, it's a pleasure. And um, Hanging out with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hanging out with me. Yeah, and out. also our awesome listeners this morning. Thank you to Sarah's mum who was listening in. I hope listening into the rest of the show, you've been able to get a glimpse of, um, you know, different ways of exploring mental health and, through and, you know, if art they want, and creativity. If want to phone into the show, there are uh, organisations that we can signpost them Inshallah. to in relation to mental health. Thank you for saying that. That's really, really important. We're here to help. We're here to inspire the community. We are also an ear as well. We don't just talk. So inshallah, do connect with us. If you have an issue that might be impacting you or you want to be put forward to somebody, please do contact us at the studio on 01582481822. And from me, assalamu alaikum. Have a wonderful week. Keep smiling. Keep moving. That's smiling is sunnah. It sure is. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.